Rajanat Ananda Deva Kavimani Bhutani Jayante Anande Najatani Jivanti Anandam Prayantya Bisam Vishanti Lokaha Samastaha Sukino Bhavantu Lokaha Samastaha Sukino Bhavantu Sarve Bhavantu Sukinaha Sarve Santu Niramaya Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Ma Kaschit Dukha Bhag Bhavet Om Shanti 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 Aryom Tat Sat Hello, dear friend of total insight into life and total insight in the reality as a whole. From these beginning songs, you could conclude that this lesson is about happiness, about bliss, about ananda. Because there are many Vedic verses like these three that I sang that are about bliss, that are about ananda. And we will see that there is a very good reason for that. Today we will try to figure out what is happiness really. Where can we find it? And how can we stabilize it? And if at all it is possible to have a stable experience of happiness. Uh, is it possible to be happy in all circumstances? Or are we always dependent on circumstances? Will we always remain a football to the circumstances in which we find ourselves? Or is there a way to stabilize happiness, to guarantee that we will feel fulfilled in all circumstances? That seems to be namely the promise that the Vedic scientists, the Vedic seers and the great seers, the rishis and maharishis, uh, have been telling us all along. And we might think, well, in all these thousands of years, the, the permanent happiness has not established itself, so probably it is not possible. But as uh, Goethe was saying, a famous German scholar and poet, he said, uh, life will only become ideal if you start to uh, consider the impossible as possible. And maybe it is possible to be happy more and more and more. But for that reason, we must find out 
we must clearly understand, at least we must know what happiness is and know where to find it. And we must know certain techniques, certain strategies that can help us in becoming more and more happy. Right? Do you agree? So this this talk will consist of two parts. One theoretical part, if you like, or the theory about happiness. And the other half will be practical. Ten practical ways to increase our happiness. And the happiness of all mankind. Right? Because we are not an isolated island we are part of a family of many many people and many many nations what can be done to reduce the suffering and to increase the happiness on this beautiful planet of ours so then let us start mm, maybe to start with the with famous wording of Buddha, the Gautama, he was saying in one of his uh, four noble truths that life is suffering. Wow, can we improve upon Buddha's insight? I think we can, because when you study Buddha's uh, teachings, you find out that he meant life in ignorance is suffering. Because he also said, look at me, I am happy, so why can't you be happy? There's no reason to be unhappy. And his whole teaching was uh, designed to eradicate the suffering of this planet, on this planet of whole mankind. And that is also the endeavor of the whole Vedic science. Because the Vedic science says that life as such is bliss. Life is, in its essence, happiness. Therefore, we are born out of happiness. Eh? When, when it is all naturally, when it has been naturally and normal, our parents had great happiness in creating us. That is already a hint that we are born of happiness. And this song that I sang at the beginning about Anando, Prameti, Vyajanat is declaring that same truth that all beings are born from happiness and all beings are supported, maintained by happiness and all beings will at the end of their individual existence be reabsorbed into that absolute happiness, which is called Ananda. Shall I sing that song again? And uh, it is actually longer than this uh, four lines. I think it's worthwhile to sing the, uh, the song as a whole. It's coming from the Upanishads. So then you know it is good quality. It is something absolute knowledge, because the Upanishads deal with absolute insights, universal and eternal knowledge. And they are declaring the following. I will sing it and then translate it. 
Shantiti Sai Shabhar Gavivaruni Vidya Paramevyo Manpratishtita Saya Evam Veda Pratitishtati Annavanandado Bhavati Mahan Bhavati Prajaya Pashubir Brahma Varchasena Mahan Kirtya oh. What is it saying? It says that all beings are born from bliss and all beings are supported by bliss. And all beings enter, will enter into bliss again. And further it says, this knowledge is, is the ancient knowledge. It is as ancient as life itself. And it, this was taught by the famous Maharishis Brigu and Varuna. And this knowledge is based on the absolute, the transcendental reality. Anyone who knows this truth gets established in the ultimate truth, which is Ananda, bliss. And this makes that person stable, healthy, wise and rich. This person has good radiation and is regarded as a great person. He becomes great. Mahan Kirtya that is a nice promise, isn't not? And it's a deep knowledge, an esoterical knowledge. It says, therefore, that the essence of each and everything is bliss. And what is the essence of each and everything? We know also from the Upanishads and from the whole Vedic studies, we know that the essence of life is consciousness. Being is aware of itself, so being is consciousness. And because it is aware of itself, it is also infinitely happy about itself. And it is, feels free because it is unbounded, it is eternal, it is undying, unchanging. It is omnipresent, it is all-knowing and it is uh, all-powerful. So all reasons to be happy is there for that essence of life, for being, which knows itself. And by knowing itself, it is creative, it is intelligent. Like us, the more we know ourselves, the more creative and the more intelligent, the more self-aware we are, eh? The more we are self-aware, the more self-knowledge we have, the more self 
trust we have, the more independent we are, the more authentic we are, and what is most important, the more happy we are. Happiness, my dear friends, is not a luxury, I would say. Since it is the essence of life, we cannot do without. To be sure, if we are not happy, we do not thrive fully, optimally. Life thrives in happiness. Happiness, therefore, is not a luxury. It is our birthright. It is um, a very necessary experience. Because if we are not happy, then what happens? We are unhappy. We are, if we are not easy, we are diseasy. If we are unhappy, we feel frustrated. If we feel frustrated, we get depressed. And a little stage further on, we get aggressed. And we become aggressive out of this frustration. So, if we want to be happy, we have to be happy. <laughs> and since happiness is the essence of life, there must be a way to be happy and to feel happy. Because it is the innate quality of consciousness. And that is the same song we heard many times before in this course, eh? that uh, consciousness has these three qualities of absolute bliss consciousness. It is unchanging, it is conscious of itself, it is happiness in itself. So the ABC of life, that is our essence. And by knowing our essence, yeah, we are happy. And when we are happy, we can be ourselves. Because ourselves, our Atma, is happiness, is freedom, is peace, is contentment, is a state of fulfillment. So, and the Veda says that if we are ourselves, then we are experiencing an ocean of bliss within us. And the daily experiences, every day, they are characterized by increasing waves of happiness. Every activity is a wave of happiness. Every experience is supposed to be a wave of happiness, all taking place on the ocean of fulfillment, the ocean of bliss. That is the ideal. That is the promise that, that adequate knowledge holds out to, our, uh, to the mankind. Uh, like I was also saying in the beginning, Lokaha Samastaha Sukino bhavantu lokaha samastaha sukino bhavantu it means may the whole world be happy may all beings be happy is that we could say is this pure wishful thinking 
a nice dream as it looks to be? Or is there more to it? Is it an expression of deep knowledge which mankind has not yet understood? Is it adequate knowledge about the full potential of life? Well, this question I have uh, investigated for the last 40 years and I am convinced that it is an expression of adequate knowledge about our full potential and how life can be and actually how life mm, is developing itself. The purpose of life is the expansion of happiness so there's a there's a purpose in living which most people also don't know are not aware of that life has a has a meaning has a purpose intrinsic purpose and what is this to deepen the experience of happiness and thereby propagate the experience of happiness to expand the experience of happiness. The purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. This is what Maharishi was often saying. Eh? The purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. There is no other purpose to life than being happy and share that happiness with 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 as much as possible, people or animals and plants, that is possible. Eh? Is this, does this make sense to you? I think it does. Eh? Because it is, it is logical. Because we know that whatever we do, or whatever we decide not to do, is done with the, in the hope or with the uh, knowledge that it will increase our happiness, right? This is true for all times and all places. This is the main principle of life, that everything that is done by everybody is done in the hope or in the trust or in the belief or in the certainty that it will make him or her happier, that it will give a good, a better feeling, that it will improve life. This counts for babies as well as for grey old men or grey old ladies. And this counts for saints as well as for sinners. Maybe you have not thought of it too much because indeed it is a viewpoint that you don't come across very often but it appeals to reason doesn't not it we know it from our own experience whatever i do i do in the hope that it makes me happy giving this course i do in the hope of it, that it uh, will increase my happiness my fortune and it will increase the happiness of the whole mankind. But also more profane things. If I go and eat something, I do it because I think it will make me feel better. 
It will sustain my happiness. If I go to bed, I do this because I think I need it in order to be happy. If I rise out of bed in the morning, I think I do this because I believe it will make me feel happy. Huh? If people start smoking a cigarette, they do this because they think it will make them happier. If after some time they notice um, they can better stop smoking and if they then really manage to stop smoking, they do this in, in the knowledge and in the trust that it will make them happy. Everything everybody does is done in the, with the deepest motivation for happiness. It's a good uh, philosophy of life. It's a truth that is valid for all times and for all creatures. So this happiness seems to be a deep thing. Yes, it is indeed uh, the source of the whole creation. Eh? Like also the religions, most of the religion maintain that God is absolutely happy. And uh, also Jesus was saying eh, that the happiness should become complete. The, the joy should become complete. That is the purpose of life. For that he was doing his teaching in order to make people happy. That is the deepest motivation of all people. And if we become wiser and wiser and wiser, we do it more explicitly. We start to cooperate with the cosmic purpose of life. And the cosmic purpose of life is that the cosmic intelligence wants to see its products. We are the products. We are the children of the cosmic intelligence. We are the children of God, eh, the religions say. The children of God and goddess. Eh? So, and what do parents want most? If they are themselves happy, like God is happy, they want nothing more dear than that their children are happy. Eh? That, uh, that it is... That is uh, a universal truth when the parents are more or less normal, not too stressed, then they are have one deepest desire that their children are doing well, that the children thrive and become more and more happy and more and more fulfilled and more and more successful. Same counts for the universal source of all creatures since it itself consists of ananda the atma is sat chit ananda absolute bliss consciousness it wants all its children to be happy very simple eh? there is only one logic in in the entire creation that infinite ocean of happiness started to rise in waves of happiness. 
So it was the initial initial purpose, an initial motivation of the ocean of happiness, of the Sat Chit Ananda, to multiply itself and to express itself in all the different forms of being, all the different life forms. So this is the ultimate truth about life. Life is bliss and it wants all forms to be happy. And once we know this, we could uh, decide to cooperate with this cosmic purpose, with this cosmic intention. Because when the cosmos wants something, we better cooperate because uh, nature, the cosmic intelligence is invincible. It cannot be stopped by anyone. And so if we uh, notice, it is only wise if we decide to cooperate. And then we become more practical. We start to to do things that that are more sure of reward, that are more of a guarantee to make us happy. Because the intention is to become happier, but many people do many things that may seem to make them happy, and that is the purpose of doing it, but in actual reality it does not make them really happy. Like, like warfare, or like using drugs, like uh, misusing somebody, like cheating somebody, like um, mm, extrapolating, uh, exhausting other people for your own benefit doesn't really make happy. So. We, uh, and it seems not everybody uh, knows the secret of life and not everybody knows the secret of becoming more and more happy and not many people know the secret of uh, expanding their happiness and sharing their happiness with, with others. So, it is uh, important to realize that, that happiness is our essence simply because we are consciousness. Eh? You have learned by now, you will have always remembered, you, you are consciousness and you have a body, you have a mind and you have a soul. So, uh, that one universal awareness is absolute bliss consciousness and that has given rise to the many forms the many embodiments of bliss we are all the embodiments of bliss better we experience it because by becoming blissful we become ourselves or put it the other way when we become ourselves we become blissful it is so easy as that and now we are already answering the second question, eh? where we can find it. 
the first question of what is happiness well it is the essence of life the essence of reality the essence of each and everyone it is therefore the the purpose of creation to experience this so how can we find it yeah by becoming aware of our real self yeah? self-realization is the key to being happy in all circumstances there's only one self and that is the self of all beings and so when when you experience your own self then you will experience that same universal awareness that I experience when I realize myself. There's only one consciousness and many conscious beings. Eh? There's only one Atma, they say in the Vedas. Eh? There's only one Atma, one self. There's many Jivas, many individual selves or individual souls or egos. Uh -huh. There's only one being and one and there are many forms of being. Like there is only one ocean and many waves of the ocean, many waves of water. But every wave is consisting fully out of that material of which the whole ocean is made. Like that, there's only one ocean of bliss. And there's many waves of bliss, many embodiments of bliss, but every embodiment is thoroughly made of bliss. It is made of consciousness, consciousness is bliss, so we are in and out, through and through. Every atom of us and every cell is the is made up of bliss yes that is the ultimate truth about reality it's bliss there's bliss in its pure form as being itself consciousness there's bliss in motion that is energy and there's bliss that has taken a specific form and that is the matter and all the bodies that live in the universe. So in this one universal bliss can take up many forms, right? If we smile, if there's a smile on our face, that means uh, we feel this inner bliss in some way. If we laugh aloud, that means we feel this inner bliss in some way. If we have fun with friends or with ourselves, whatever, then that means that um, we experience somehow this inner ocean of bliss. If we are joyful, if we feel like dancing and singing, it is because this inner bliss comes to the forefront. Uh, this inner bliss wants to dance in us. Like the ocean cannot remain without motion. It must dance in waves, day and night, year after year, era after era. It's an eternal ocean 
expresses itself in eternal waves of water, but it is a symbol of the of the ocean of bliss expressing itself in waves of bliss. If he feels satisfied by whatever, then that only means we get in contact, we catch a glimpse of this inner ocean of bliss. If you feel peace inside, that is also a form of this inner bliss. If we feel gratified by something or somebody or by ourselves, by our own thoughts, feelings, speech or action, we can feel gratified. That also means that bliss has come into our awareness. If you feel fulfilled, that means that bliss has come to the surface of our conscious awareness. Hmm? For many people and many life forms, indeed, the bliss of their essence remains unconsciously. We are not always aware of that ocean of bliss that we are carrying around in our heart. Like Jesus was saying, eh? uh, the kingdom of heaven is within. So we have to do something to, to become aware of how wonderful we are, how blissful we are, how divine we are, how intelligent we are, how creative we are, how immortal we are, how divine we are. All these blessings do not come fully automatic. We have to do something in order to experience it. It is uh, the mind, like the mind is not always aware of it. It is too coarse, too gross, because it is engrossed with many, many things which are not that inner ocean of bliss. Huh? The outer world is so full of attractions and also so full of uh, unpleasant things and dangers that uh, it could absorb our full attention. And then we forget who we are. Then we forget how blissful we are. When we start to become stressed and burned out, then we can forget about experiencing the essence of life, our true self. Then we have sort of missed the point. We have exhausted ourselves for nothing. So, uh, in conclusion, we can say, we only have to know and experience the essence of life, the essence of reality, and then we are automatically happy. The essence is one, universal awareness. It is absolute. There is only one happiness and many forms in which that happiness presents itself. Right? But we must experience somehow this unified field of bliss. We must experience the oneness, our wholeness, eh? our individuality, 
means the, our undividedness. We must experience that undividedness. Individual means literally that undividedness. We must realize the oneness of life. Then we become happy in a enduring, lasting way. By the way, this word ananda, which means bliss in Sanskrit, happiness, is uh, very uh, akin to the word ananta. That means no end, ananta, endlessness. So ananda is a beautiful word. It doesn't simply mean a little bit of happiness. No, it means eternal happiness, eh? eternal bliss, eternal fulfillment. That is the real meaning of ananda. And uh, we, are, we are ananda, so we are supposed to feel ananda, to be ananda. And that ananda is one. There's only one ananda that expresses itself in many waves of happiness. But if you want lasting happiness, and that is what you really want, I tell you, even if people are not aware of that fact, but they do want to be happy. And they will never rest until they are happy in all circumstances. It's a very important principle. I must repeat this, I feel. Nature forces us to be happy. And as long as we don't feel happiness all the time, we will not rest. We will continue to seek for happiness until the eternal happiness of Ananda is found. Such is the structure of life. That is the nature and the dynamics of life. That is the motivation and the intention and the purpose of life. So better we know it and start to cooperate with it. We become co-creators of that bliss all around. So this uh, essence of life is one. Therefore the, the Upanishads are saying... Na ayogad vidyate sukam. Without the experience of yoga, unification, without the experience of oneness, there is no happiness. And in that similar cosmic viewpoint, it says, Nalpe sukam asti, bumaiva sukam. Nalpe sukam asti, bumaiva sukam. There is no happiness in anything small. The happiness is found in the infinite, in the bumaiva, in the eternity and in the infinity, in the biggest things, in bigger than the biggest. There is the happiness, the real happiness. Eh? Nalpe sukamasti, bumaiva sukam. There is no happiness in anything small. Happiness is in the infinite. And where do we find 
the infinite happiness, the real happiness uh, in ourselves. That is the joke, uh, the cosmic joke. Most people are running around and running after things and money and status and power and goods and they do make happy up to certain degree but uh, they also get boring very soon the biggest house becomes boring you want another house the most fancy full car becomes boring you want another car so um, one million is not enough you want 10 million and if you have 10 million you want a billion dollars or euros mm? so in the outer field there is no real happiness to be found i am reminded of a saying of ananda moi ma that was a wise woman mm. Where do I have it? Yeah, Ananda Moyama. That means the mother, Ma's mother, that was filled with bliss. That was the name of a great saint in northern India. She lived in Rishikesh. And uh, I came across a quote when I prepared myself for this talk. She says, happiness that depends on anything, be it a person, be it money, Comforts and so forth cannot endure, cannot be lasting. God alone can give lasting contentment. And if we translate God with um, the cosmic intelligence, the cosmic self, your highest self, then, then this starts to make even sense in the light of this course. Uh, the... Uh, our highest self, only the experience of our immortal self can give lasting contentment. Therefore the Upanishads say Tarati Shokam Atmavit. Tarati Shokam Atmavit. The knower of the self Tarati uh, Shokam uh, he he defeats the suffering. The knower of the self is defeating all forms of suffering. Only the knower of the self defeats all forms of suffering. So, my dear friend, my dear embodiment of bliss, my dear embodiment of God, my dear embodiment of the Atma, this uh, First question has been answered. What is happiness? Eh? It's the essence of life, the essence of reality, the essence of all life forms, our common essence, our own awareness. It is our own self. Eh? That should be known. Atma va are mantavya srotavya it is the self that has been known is to be known and it is to be spoken about and it is to be realized mm -hmm. that is the purpose of life 
and no creature will ever find peace without realizing that level of self-awareness, of being oneself in all circumstances. It's a very good point to realize that we will always be looking, searching for happiness until we have become ourselves and we have stabilized this being ourselves in all circumstances that we become authentic, we become easy and relaxed and self-aware and full of self-confidence in all circumstances that we become well, that is, uh, all, I'm starting to become too practical. I will deal with this uh, in a systematic way right now. The second question has also been answered. Where can we find happiness? We know it for good by now. In the experience of ourselves, our real self, our essence. Beyond the mind, beyond the ego, Beyond the thoughts, beyond the feelings, there we find the source of all forms of happiness in the Atma, which is absolute happiness, eternal happiness, bliss in one word. So, now, gradually, we could think of becoming more practical. Mm -hmm. Yes, so what can we do to, um, if at all, can we do something to increase our happiness? Some, some so-called spiritual teachers say, no, there's nothing we can do. But with that, I absolutely disagree. We can do a lot. So I have... Uh, I would like to share 10 points, 10, 10 ways of being active in this world, which are sure of reward. Let us uh, consider these techniques and strategies that could increase and that would increase that will increase our experience of happiness. Point one is practice to be silent. Silence practice daily. We are so active, we get lost in uh, our career, we get lost in our studies, we get lost in relationships or searching for relationships. But um, there we lose ourselves. And when we lose ourselves, we lose our happiness. So hold on to the self. Be silent. Practice silence. Close your eyes and be yourself. That is commonly known as meditate. Medi means the middle. Meditation comes from the Latin tare, meditare, this means bringing, bring your awareness to your middle, in your heart, enliven your heart, because in the heart, in the fourth chakra, 
There is this experience of the self. There is the kingdom of heaven awaiting for you. There is that ocean of bliss within you. Don't miss it. Be it. So for that you have to practice being silent and start to perceive uh, abstract things. Uh, all day we, we occupy ourselves with uh, concrete things, concrete persons, concrete circumstances. But the Vedas say there are three kinds of people, three kinds of awareness. One category of persons speaks only about other persons. That is the lowest kind of awareness. Uh, a higher state of awareness, there you start to speak about circumstances. But the highest level of awareness, you start to speak about eternal and universal truths, principles that apply to all people and all circumstances. And so for to to rise in our level of awareness we must learn to uh, perceive absolute things eternal things which are abstract we must uh, turn away uh, be it only for 10 minutes 15 minutes what does it matter uh, don't just do something sit there Osho was saying, eh? very funny, don't just do something, sit there eh? and, and, and focus your awareness on that self. That is a very, it's an activity which is sure of reward and it's an activity which is very easy. You just have to do less and less and less and less. Eh? Do less and accomplish more. Do nothing and accomplish everything. Accomplish yourself. When, when you do nothing, you realize yourself. Because the self is nothing and is inactive. It is just awareness, beingness. So we have to train our awareness, to polish our awareness, to cultivate awareness. They become aware of more and more abstract levels of creation, abstract levels within ourselves, beyond the body, beyond the mind, beyond the sense of ego, even more refined as the ego, there's the source of the ego, that is the self, and that is the ocean of bliss, absolute guaranteed. Huh? every effortless effort you do in this direction is sure of reward every step you take in the direction of silence of ease is making you a little bit more happy or it can be a quantum jump a very small jump but a quantum jump and it makes you happy very much so the second thing we can do is consciously relax 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 buddha was saying just be learn to be 
as a matter of fact you are already and you are already yourself so deep inside you are already happy but the the since we are an embodied being we are engrossed with our gross form we have to look inside look to our essence in order to feel the the happiness that we are so uh, just be buddha was saying he meant of course just be aware of yourself be more aware of the fact that you are short just be because by just being by becoming a human being instead of a human doing you become blissful because being is bliss so third thing we can do letting go letting go of all the cramps and all the dependencies let go of them be in the simplest state of human awareness that is a peaceful state there you become aware of a state which is beyond the intellect beyond the thoughts beyond the beyond the ego that is you get a sense of self it is nothing spectacular it is the simplest form of human awareness it is nothing special it is everything universal right nothing specific everything universal that is the self because yourself is myself there's only one of us on the level of the self so realizing that level of yourself makes you a universal being and makes you realize yourself so that you can be yourself in all circumstances and that means per definition you are happy because the self is Satchit Ananda absolute bliss consciousness fourth thing we can do all in that same line because it's so important repeatedly let this easy state manifest itself eh? and this easy state in the yoga literature is called samadhi samadhi the established intellect the balanced intellect samadhi means means holistic intellect so um, repeatedly let this uh, peaceful state uh, show up by uh, stopping to be overactive closing the eyes shutting down the music shutting down the telephone and radio and the computer and just see if you can find ease in yourself because when you find ease you find peace and you when you find peace you find freedom and when you are feeling free you are happy because this freedom happiness and peace are nothing but inherent qualities of the atma beyond the ego there is peace 
Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Yeah? So, and if you have uh, this now and then, this experience of Samadhi, it's called Kshanika Samadhi, temporary Samadhi. But if you do it every day, this Kshanika Samadhi becomes Nitya Samadhi. Automatically, it becomes established. You become established in the self. Swastha. Swastha. It means established in the self. And that is the Sanskrit word for health. You become healthy. You become whole. You become a real individual. Instead of uh, running after society. Huh? A real individual. You can think independently. Speak independently. Uh, do original things, do things that you yourself feel like doing. And that is uh, point five. L allow stress release to occur. As soon as you become easy in yourself, the diseasiness, the cramps and the... Mm, the compulsions they they have no place anymore so they they come out and look look these stresses when they show up in your awareness your shadow parts look it into the face look the shadow parts that means look these when negative feelings arise don't flee away don't ignore them Accept them, welcome them, look the negative feelings into the face and do a warm-hearted embrace. That is very important, that you allow your shadow sides to show up and you love them, you accept them. You allow them to show their face. And then when you allow them to show up, they lose their power over you. Then you are no more overshadowed by them. You, uh, you radiate consciousness into their structure and they evaporate because uh, stresses are based on ignorance. Only ignorance creates stress. If the ignorance goes, the stresses go. And if the stresses go, the ignorance go. So, point six is live in harmony with nature. Nature is, uh, is God in action. Eh? Nature is um, your real nature. Your unbounded nature. If you go in nature you can come into your nature better. And it means that you do your dharma. Dharma means you do things that support yourself because you do it from the inside out. So do things that, that, that belong to your nature. That is what the Vedas are recommending. That is your dharma. Do that by which you gain energy. 
Do not things that drain your energy. Mm, say farewell to people who drain your energy. Say farewell to jobs that drain your energy. That is all not worthwhile. We can live in a way that we gain energy. We can surround ourselves with people that uh, give energy. Because if you like somebody, then you derive energy and joy from that person. So the, in the Yoga Sutra, the, the, the Bhagavad Gita has uh, a few wonderful formulas for being happy and being successful and being fulfilled in all circumstances. Krishna says to Arjuna, Sahaja karma kaunteya, Sahaja karma. Do the activity that is fitting to you, with which you are born, with, that fits to your nature. Do not force yourself to do something that is not really in your nature. Even if you do sports eh, and fitness, it is a well-known fact that uh, if you don't like to do it, it has not the uh, desirable effects. And doing fitness is also a way to, to become more happy, to become more uh, healthy. It means to become more yourself. That sahaja karma kaunteya. Do the activities with which you are born that are fitting to your nature. And yoga sta kuru karmani. Having uh, experienced that oneness inside, that silence inside, that simplicity, that peacefulness, that uh, sense of being safe, that's all the same. That is the self. Go in that direction daily. Uh, when you have discovered, when you've experienced that simplest state of human awareness, that yoga, you can learn to act from there. So that is the formula that Krishna gave to Arjuna in the Bhagavad Gita. Yoga sta guru karmani. Yoga sta established in unity. Kuru Karmani, perform action. Yoga Sta, Kuru Karmani, established in being, perform action. Perform action while you are established in being, while you are established in yourself. That is the key to lead a successful and happy life. It is again Maharishi who was uh, emphasizing this uh, formula. He said it is the practical essence of all the Vedic sciences. And I agree. It is a very simple and complete formula established in being. First know yourself and then act. Huh? Don't uh, waste your time uh, running around doing all kinds of actions without knowing who you are and without knowing how happy you are. See, when you do something in a state of happiness, then it is very successful. Hmm? Mothership is much more successful if you are happy. If you are, want to sell things, it is much more successful when you are happy. 
if you want to teach something, it is much more successful when you are happy, etc. Happiness is of the utmost importance. Everything else is secondary. Hmm? Because happiness is the essence. So, the seventh thing you can, uh, we can do is being ourselves in all circumstances as much as possible. Trust yourself to be safe. Huh? Also, when you, you break down the walls that you have put around you, dare to be yourself, dare, dare to show yourself, dare to be authentic. No hidden agendas. Be honest as much as possible. Be clear. No uh, faking and no doing as if. That is not leading you to yourself. Break, put up no walls around you. Just be yourself. And, and yeah, even dare to look silly sometimes because yeah, we are sometimes silly. <laughs> And then the eighth point, accept negativity as the necessary phases in the steps of progress. Yeah? Negativity seems to be an unavoidable part of life. When something grows and develops, the old stages have to be destroyed. If a flower is to bud, the bud is to be destroyed and then the flower can come only. So negativity is a part of life, but it has a very evolutionary purpose. So allow negativity to be felt. Do not ignore it. Don't run away from it. Know that uh, any negative feeling that comes up in you, or when you see it in your environment and that may generate also negative feelings in you, is just an indication that your nervous system is being purified. So, and that's what you want. You want purification. Just allow negativity to be. Like Jesus was saying, eh? don't fight the negativity. Eh? Yes, like like the mistake that Marx was doing, he started to fight. And like the politicians nowadays, they start to fight the uh, terrorism. Complete ignorance, completely ineffective. As a matter of fact, it rather strengthens the negativity and, and makes it endure. Huh? What you resist, what you resist, that persists. It's a wise saying, eh? So allow negativity to show up sometimes in your body, in your vitality body, in your emotional body, in your mental body, in your mind, in your wisdom body, in your ego body, and in your happiness body. There can be some shadows and some negativity but it's when it shows up when you become aware of it then you can remove it like Osho was saying one day if you can feel it you can heal it eh? so allow yourself to feel also the negative feelings 
look it straight into the eyes and love it because afterwards you will feel better than ever before and it is necessary to deal with these shadows otherwise we can never be really happy we must go through the negativity through the shadow sides and then a ninth aspect of this way this road to happiness eh? which in Sanskrit is called the Ananda Marga Ananda Marga the road to bliss the ninth aspect I would say of this Ananda Marga is learn to trust learn to allow learn to surrender a crucial phase of this this rising to happiness is uh, that the ego meets its origin the ego meets the self and that then the ego knows it's superior eh? because it's just uh, a child of the self so when the ego gets a glimpse of the self the ego is happy to surrender to its own source and then the ego itself becomes cosmic the ego becomes cosmic and we identify when as soon as we learn to identify ourselves with the self which we have always been we have always been ourselves but now we become aware of the self in other words the ego becomes aware of the atma and then the ego becomes unbounded the ego becomes divine the ego becomes purified and by that it gets rid of all the afflictions like uh, fear anger depression greed dependency structures huh? uh, addictional structures that can be in the ego dependency is in the ego the ego feels actually a little bit insecure always per definition because it's a part of the nervous system and the nervous system is a nervous system therefore the the whole psychology and the whole ego and the mind and the body will always tend to be nervous, unsettled, as long as we have not realized the self. Yes, and then when we have realized the self, we have we become swasta, established in the self, then we act from the self, and then we become yoga sta karmani, then we do sahaja karma that we do actions that fit naturally to us and then when we have found that happiness inside when we have stopped chasing illusions outside but we have uh, finally realized that we are the happiness that we are looking for we are the peace that the world needs so much we are the freedom that we desire so much. We are the freedom. We are the peace. We are the happiness. We are the God that we prayed to in our ignorance. Eh? God is nothing but our highest self. 
So there's nothing wrong with praying. It's actually also, we can put it in that list of good activities. But know that it is the ego that is communicating with its source, its real self. And therefore it is uh, indeed a very good activity also. It's like meditation. Eh? Meditation is uh, listening to the Atma, to your source, and praying is speaking with your source. Both ways are very good. As long as you don't work hard on it. Eh? Take it easy. So, but if you are feeling easy, if you have found your happiness inside, then naturally you want to share your happiness. You want to give it out. That is the nature of life. If you are happy, you want other people to be happy. Because God is absolutely happy. He and she wants all their children to be happy so it's natural to share your happiness and everything that you give out comes back to you everything that you radiate reflects back onto you so express your happiness express your love eh? tell people how much you like them tell people how much you enjoy their company and if you both enjoy each other, then we call that love. So that is um, experience uh, happen in, I've written here small letters. Mm, well, it's not important. That is goes the love. Love is just uh, happiness being expressed. That is important to know. Eh? The secret of love. There's no secret anymore. It's nothing mysterious. It's just being happy, experiencing happiness in somebody, something, and you then you love that person or that thing. So open your heart as much as possible. Because the purpose of life is the expansion of happiness. So do what you really want to do. What, because doing what you really want to do is doing what the cosmic intelligence wants you to do. In religious terms, is what God wants you to do. Because in deepest truth is that you are God. And God is your very, very deepest and your highest and your truest self. So learn to get in tune with your real self. And you are in tune with God. And then you are in tune with the cosmic purpose of expansion of happiness. Well, well, well. It has become a little bit more than an hour, I see. But uh, I hope you found it worthwhile and uh, I hope you uh, you have found happiness in this exposition oh, yeah, yeah. because only then I will feel happy huh? if I uh, have been able to make you a little bit more happy right so then yeah maybe you can tell me if this really made you happy or not huh? I hope it does. Mm -hmm. That is at least was my intention. I, I was 
hoping to make you happy because uh, by that I am myself being happy so that was enough for today I thank you very much and 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 be happy huh? and be happy there's no reason not to be happy because you are already happy deep inside hold it take it out and bring it to the surface Jay Guru Dev